the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Wednesday. Yeah, it is hump day. Uh, the February 22nd, 2023. Uh, as you guys will remember last year, right? J- Jason had that. February 22nd, 2022, circled on the calendar. Uh, he had that number circled on the calendar months, <laughs> months ahead of time. And Jason, really close. I mean, when exactly did the Russia-Ukraine conflict get into full gear? Uh, right pretty close to that 222-2022 number that you were talking about. I'm just guessing that the the decision to go ahead and, and invade Ukraine was probably made uh, one year ago today. <laughs> just that's just my guess. You know, physically invading when the war actually started—that's all debatable, you know. But but you know, I mean, I, I didn't. I, I I just it's just a number, right? It's just just something that uh, floated around me for years. It's always there. I'm, I'll say this: I've been seeing a lot of 222s a lot lately, Joe, and with the way the markets have been performing and. Uh, just about what you and I talk about, people just don't have money. It's it's uh, it's all baking into the cake right now, isn't it? Yep, yeah, yeah, it sure is. Uh, yesterday, a big tough day on Wall Street, uh, and again, I, I I think this is more of what we expected uh, to start the year, uh, and instead we we got the the disinflation powwow from Jay Powell. Here's what's funny: is later this afternoon we are going to get the minutes. From that Federal Reserve meeting. Now, here's the problem. We don't really know if those minutes, did they lock them in a vault, right? What happened to them, right? Is it is this another, oh, it's like the Social Security Trust Fund where we actually spent the money and put the IOU in there. I wonder if they've gone back uh, over the last two weeks and, and adjusted what was said in those meetings because it it should be. Based on his press conference, this should be a whole uh, thing about disinflation. And somehow, Jason, I don't think that's what we're going to get. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, inflation, I think, is I can't wait to see for March because I, what I get the feeling that uh, CPI and all the other inflation indicators are just going to be a flashing red. And uh, I, I think when you brought on, you know, they brought that other new word, supercore. I think that's the word yes. that we're going to have to key on. It. That actually, in in the time that I've been doing radio with you, Joe, that's I think that's the one time where the Fed actually is showing fear a little bit, like like really, really just throwing their hands up. I don't know what to do. Let's just take out housing, and we'll call it supercore. I mean, it's it's almost like a child lying to a parent. You know, you keep lying. I wonder if lying, that's going to be lying. in the minutes, right? That should be in the minutes too. We'll, we'll see. We'll, uh, that'll come out. I'm sure we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, you know, yesterday the Dow was down 700 points. The, the S&P, uh, broke below that 4,000 level. The NASDAQ had a terrible day and really not much life today. Uh, pretty much flat 
you know, the, the Dow, uh, the S&P, the Nasdaq, they've all been a little lower, a little higher, but really not going anywhere. I think they'll use these minutes as a way to, to move the needle a little bit. But James Bullard, uh, he was out on TV. You know, again, these central banks, they love TV because they want to shape the narrative. Right, they want to shape the 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 way people should feel. They want to tell you how they should feel about things. And he was talking about, hey, you know, we need to get to our number. We need to get to our number. And if that means we've got to go back to a fifty basis point rate hike, I'm in favor. Now, here's the thing: he doesn't have a vote. He's a non-voting member for this meeting so uh again i guess maybe he's the talk tough guy uh but it, at least anyway in his mind doing a 50 basis point rate hike wouldn't bother him he, he's got that number and most people do listen the whole fed they're somewhere between five and five and a half he's at 5.4 which would mean the fed funds rate would need to be five and a quarter to five and a half right now uh we're, we're at what uh, four seven five to five, or is it four and a half to four seven five right now? So if if we got a a fifty basis point hike in March, which I don't think we will, but if we did, we'd be at between five and five and a quarter. And in that regard, Bullard's like, hey, let's do one more after that, and then let's let's wait and see. Uh, right now he's kind of feeling like Jason. Hey, we haven't gotten to our number yet, and yet they want to wait and see. Yeah, I, I think all of this, because uh, these are day-to-day comments, you know, you, you can only comment on where you're at at that p- point in time. But all you have to do is look in the future a few weeks, and, and it's, it's all going to come down to what their fraudulent numbers, you know, their 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 half-inflation number, and, and what's that going to be? What what is, is it going to be? The CPI, for example, is that going to be 6.5 again in March? And then that's going to change the whole aspect of, of uh, rate hikes. What if it comes in at 5.5, Joe? They'll be, oh, yeah, quarter point and sh- shut it off, right? I mean, it's, it all depends on the data coming in. It, the funny thing is, Joe, as, as you've said many times, they've got this information probably ahead of the time. They know what's going to happen ahead of time. I think that's why things like super core and, and disinflation and these comments are coming out, these words are coming out before the, these actions come out afterwards. I, they're crafting a story. So we'll see, Joe, because what's going to matter is, is when the data comes in and then they, they have to read Yeah, and here's the funny part. You know, uh, I'm not guessing that they have the data. Dude, we've got computers. Of course they have the data. They've got all the data right now. Now, February isn't over yet, right? But by next week, uh, they'll have the numbers. They'll know uh, with a very high level of certainty what it's going to look like. And, and it's interesting. So I, I don't know. Like we're gonna get, listen. We're gonna get one more CPI report before the the March rate hike. At least for right now, Bullard's comments tell me that number still may be closer to six and a half. We'll have to wait and see. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Dow is up six six points. Uh, the Nasdaq's down three points in the Nasdaq. Well, I'm just going to call the Nasdaq flat up, uh, three quarters of, of a point. Uh, gold's up two bucks, 1834, 1835. Silver's down, uh, 23 cents at 21. 
65. This market recap brought to you by our friends over at Y-Refi. You've heard Jason and I, we talk about them all the time. A great place uh, to put some money that isn't correlated. It doesn't care about Fed minutes. It doesn't care. It doesn't care about super core or disinflation or hyperinflation. It doesn't care about James Bullard and his non-voting talk or anything like that. Up to 10.25% guaranteed returns. $50,000 is the minimum. You can use your existing IRA if you want. You can use money in your bank. You can do whatever you want, pretty much. Uh, some of you can even use your 401k. Invest. Why? Refi24. That's the word invest, the letter Y. R-E-F-Y dot com or 888-Y-REFI-24. And, and Jason, you know, Bullard, you know, he, he's like, hey, we, we've got a chance. You know, we got a good shot. At, at, at raining in inflation, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You can rein in inflation anytime you want. The question is, do they, do, do they really want to? I think they really want to, Joe, but because they're, they're coming in so slow with this, and I guess you know, one thing they say, well, look at how fast they, the rate hikes were in 2022. This is the fastest hiking you know, in, in X amount of years, and, and, and well, but they have the power to, to stomp it, right, Joe? They can just stomp right. this thing. I, I remember how many times Russia, since the wall came down, have had inflative situations. They don't have the world reserve currency. So they have to print money to buy things, and then when there's too much money, they get inflation. And, they have, and then they've had, the, I, think, I think I remember, Joe, 10% and 12% rate hikes for, for Russia because they knew they better stomp that inflation because it would ruin their country. Right. So and the Fed did. has the same they were able to do uh, it. power, Right, right. If inflation continues to come down, I think we're fine, Bullard said. Wow. What what a provocative statement. No kidding. Really? But I'll give him a little credit. Our risk now is if inflation doesn't come down. And if it reaccelerates, what are we going to do we are going to have to react, and if inflation doesn't start to come down, the risk, this will be a replay of the 70s. And, Jason, that's an outright lie. That will not be what happens. In the 70s, listen, the debt was $400, $500 billion in the 70s. Right? It's $40 trillion. What you had to, could you imagine what the deficit would look like if the Fed funds rate was Paul Volcker-esque at 16, 17, 18%, we'd be running budget deficits, five, six, seven trillion dollars. Yeah, and, and uh, not, not, to, not to politicize it specifically, but it's, it's interesting that when these market crashes happen, the dot-com bubble, the, the housing crash, uh, the coronavirus emergency, when the market, I mean, that... The crash in 2020, I'll keep saying it, that's a more significant market crash than people will give it credit for, especially look at how they were able to just U-turn that thing. But they always seem to want to do this on a Republican, Joe, and then with the whole election thing with Trump and, you know, false elections, all the, you know, all the, uh, if you just look at what happened, hey, a Democrat got in. And they don't crash this thing on Democrats. And then since uh, Biden took office, the Dow, the S&P, and, and, and the uh, 
the NASDAQ it kind of just sat there. It goes up a little bit and goes back to that level. You know, the 33,000, 32,000 Dow, the, the 4,000 S&P, and the 11 or 12,000 NASDAQ. It really just it gets this feel, Joe, that there's, there's, there's hey, let's, 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 rate, let's, let's rate height just a little bit, Joe, underneath the inflation. We don't want the market to crash yet. We gotta, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. We'll see if we can get it to that election cycle. We'll see if we can get a, a Republican. It almost feels like they have to get a Republican in 2024 so they can, you know, uh, let, let, let all hell break loose on, on, on that guy's term, whoever that be, and, and then uh, blame the Republicans and bring in more, uh, you know, that, I think about this, Joe. Wouldn't 2024, 2025, 2025, the, the Republican president gets in, wouldn't that be the time? to bring in your digital currency in a market crash wouldn't that be like perfect and it just seems like think, they should be what? crashing now I, I don't, it it, it's hard to crashing. argue that that would give them a little more time uh kind of set the table here uh this would be you know again uh i i i'm poking fun at bullard today because i mean he's saying some duh you know some dumb things but the one thing i agree with him because he said hey why are we doing this let's just get he knows where it needs to get. Listen, inflation was 6.4%, period. Yep. That's what it was. And the month before that, it was 65 according to your funny math. That means the Fed funds rate has to go a lot higher than 45 to 4.25%. And why are we messing around with a 25 base? Let's just get there. Because he even said, hey, if we just got there sooner, Let's just say inflation does come down. Well, then maybe we can lower rates. The worry is, hey, we're not going to get there quick enough, and this thing's going to reignite because we didn't move fast enough, and I, and I think that's a good argument. I really do. Yeah, Joe, it, it feels like we're going to have a minor emergency going on for a couple of years instead of a major emergency economically over the course of one year. You know what I mean? 2008 is the yep. main year that we talk about the housing crash. It took place over several years, but the main damage was seeming to be seemingly being done 2007, 2008. It just seems like we're on this slow motion crash until they, you know, a little bit at a time. And then all at once, Joe, you've said that many times. I think the all at once, I think they want to push that as far back as they can. It just, it just seems so rigged. How does the, how do the market stay so flat for two straight years, Joe? No one, no decrease or no increase in this inflation. It's just going to keep on going. And they just did enough rate hikes just to sort of keep it from going out of control, right? It almost feels like they want it to go higher, but they want it to, they want to keep the markets just, just outside of emergency just for another year or two, right, Joe? Just, just a little bit longer, a little bit longer, right? That, that's, that doesn't have how this whole thing feels. And I'll tell you right now, for guys that are waiting to buy gold, I know, there, I know there's some of you guys listening out there that are waiting. This is screaming to buy it right now because when this thing goes and when this thing really goes, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna make it go. It's, there's nothing. There's no doubt it's gonna go bad. You don't want to buy it after that. You want to buy it right now, right, Joe? Well, I tell you what, uh, India and China apparently have been backing up the bus in in February. Again, uh, adding more gold uh, imports coming out of Switzerland off the charts uh india coming in strong china coming in strong taking advantage of the price uh, you know the price was down absolutely an opportune moment and i'm, I'm going to tell you this uh we've got another situation with credit swiss so credit swiss remember at the end of last year we started talking about credit swiss and that they've had a quasi run on the bank 
and their shares were cratering and they needed to raise money and they needed to raise, I, I forget the number, four or five billion dollars. Uh, their CEO, uh, and, and, and Axel Lehman. What a terrible, you know, I don't know that you want to have Lehman as your CEO of your bank after what happened to Lehman. Now, he's not, you know, part of what happened with Lehman, brother. Just this happens to be, hey, his last name is Lehman. But Jason, he came out on TV in, in December of last year and said, hey, hey, the run on the bank has stopped. Apparently, the run on the bank has not stopped. Credit Suisse now has hit a new record low. Now there's worry about contagion. And, and again, we got to remember all these derivatives that, have, that Credit Suisse has. They're part of the interconnected banking system. All of these little sparks, these are going to be the, the problems that, that really rise up here, especially as interest rates rise. Jason, the value of all the debt on these derivatives is under pressure the higher the rates go. That's correct. That's correct. It, it has a, a little bit of a feel of 2019 with the, uh, the repo market, right? We do never found out which banks really were, were, were dying. But uh, as we know with the FOIA requests that we talk about so many times about what they actually printed to save things in 2010, Joe, I think when we watch the inflation – and I think Credit Suisse is going to be one of those that needs the money. They're, I think they're going to quantitative ease right under our noses. I don't think they, I think they're going to print it and not even tell us this time. Well, is it is it Ooh, happening now yeah. and the inflation goes up, or is it, is it going to happen later this year and the inflation goes up next year? But I, that's why I keep saying that this inflation is going to hit hard. It's going to be a lot worse. We're going to see that nine percent from last year. Wait, we'll see a number that uh, that blasts past that. I, I, I'm I'm convinced it's going to happen. A record amount of outflow pouring out of that bank right now uh, to the tune of over $5 billion left this bank uh, in, in a matter of, of less than three months uh, on top of the exodus that was already occurring. Essentially, all the money they raised, Jason, all left the bank now and has put their stock back into this dire position here and one you got you just have to start wondering right how long does it go on like jason said right now the fact that other banks aren't getting hammered on this just tells you my guess is we will learn much later they're already enacting some form of support behind the scenes some for you know not necessarily quantitative easing but some type of repo action that i'm sure we're going to learn about later which is just money printing, and all inflation is is an increase in the money supply. And if, if if these CPI numbers, let's just say here, we'll just take that as a simple indication. If the inflation just stops going down, we're at that six and a half, and let's just say it goes starts going up to seven in the next couple of months. Well, Joe, then where did the money and what happened? I mean, I guess we they didn't jump on top of it. Well, we didn't at that next year. That's what they'll say. Well, we just didn't quite get on top of it. So now now we'll raise it up to uh, we'll raise the uh, the the interest rates up to seven we'll raise it up to eight then now we have to do it they'll just get that excuse well we just didn't we just didn't go hard enough and you're just saying right now there's a guy right there buller saying let's get on top of it now they need the excuse that way oh we made a mistake we we, we were raising the rates it's just we just didn't raise it fast enough because i think they're going to print money to save banks and save institutions and push this thing towards our digital currency date joe I, that, that's what this whole thing feels like and by the way, there'll be a Republican president sitting there when the whole thing blows up. That's, yeah, that's and you know, I, like. I, I don't know 
what it's going to look like. Um, it, it, it really is, it seems so simple to me, uh, that we needed to get to a much higher level before we tried to claim victory. Uh, and then all of a sudden, all of these numbers get revised. And like I said, they have these numbers. But you can't tell me, oh, we just learned about October and November and December's inflation numbers. We just learned about that, uh, you know, in the middle of February. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Right? And, unless, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Fed doesn't use computers. Maybe that's the problem. Right? I mean, that, I mean, literally, that's what we'd have to believe. To, for them to have not known what's going on. So all of this stuff that Bullard's talking about, uh, it, it's all a bunch of nonsense. They already know what it is. Let, let's just come out and deal with it. But again, I think we've got a problem here with the banks. And, well, and again, whether it's Credit Suisse or somebody else, when, when you see money like that leaving, listen, this isn't the bank of Joe Smuckatelli, okay? This isn't some... Some bank in the middle of nowhere that nobody's ever heard of. This isn't some small little regional bank somewhere that's got, hey, we've got five or six locations. This is a major European bank, major European bank that is used Worldwide, globally used worldwide. This is one of the quote unquote interconnected banks. And Jason, people can't get their money out of there fast enough. I, I think the bluff by the Fed is is out there. They they blinked and said supercore. <laughs> they're making stuff up as they go along, Joe. It's a bluff, and they're. I think we've caught them. They're, the inflation's hot, Joe. It's going to get worse. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Wednesday. Uh, we continue to get uh, plenty of sellers here at you know when uh, we look at it as you know kind of a microcosm of what's out there in the world today. A lot of our longtime customers uh, really in that position, Jason, where they need to raise funds. You know they're out there looking uh, whether whether they're 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 trying to uh, purchase a piece of property, whether they're trying a, a vehicle, uh, something of that nature, because they're looking at what it's gonna what what it's gonna be. Wait, you, I gotta pay how much? My loan's gonna be how much? Right? My interest rate is gonna be how high? And, and I think a lot of them are getting shocked because let's face it, for fifteen years. You were paying zero percent, right? One percent, two percent. You know, maybe a, a mortgage was three percent. Now you're going out there and you're like, wait, wait, you want to wait seven? Wait, I'm buying a new car. You want me to pay? I got good credit, and, and you want me to pay eight, nine? Yeah, right. They're freaking out. Well, here's the good part. Uh, that means we can sell uh, sell for less here. Uh, we got twenty dollar gold again today. Uh, two thousand fifty, Jason. Two thousand fifty on twenty dollar gold today at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And I think we're starting to see a lot of what I'll call sticker shock. When that people are going to make that purchase that normally requires them to get some a, a loan, and then they see 
they don't, you know, people really don't understand until it's right in their face what a difference, say, a 3% loan is and a 7% loan. The amount of difference on the payment, it's shocking. Yeah, Joe, and, and we're, this is only one year. So here's the thing. A lot of people don't need to borrow money every single year or need to do bigger transactions every year. It's every couple of years. The rates came from zero just a year ago. It were only one year. Can you imagine that three years, what, what people are going to be in shock? Some, some, somebody might just you know, be carrying on. They have a pretty secure job, and even though things are a little weird, uh, they're, they're secure in their position. And then suddenly, oh, now I need to get a car, or now I need to refinance something. Uh, and, and, uh, or maybe, uh, maybe uh, I got a little behind. I'm using the credit card and suddenly it's like, what? Right, Joe? And, and we're only one year in. So two years in, you'll have twice as many people dealing with this. Three years in, you'll have three times as many people, uh, have entered into this situation or even more because, because people are getting squeezed. And, uh, and Joe, that, you know, I, I, the guys that come into the office and sell to us, I tell them, you know, that this is what, this is why you bought it. You know, I, I know nobody likes to bring in their gold and silver when they're a buyer and, 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 and sell it. But, you know, that's what you bought it for. This, you know, one, the one thing you can smile about when you sell gold and silver is that, look, this is why you bought it because things can get tough. And the idea is, Joe, we're hoping that the inflation and, and all the, the, the games being played by the uh, financiers of the world will, will cool off at some point. Whatever their big reset is, we're hoping that, that uh, it, it gets to a more reasonable situation where you can have a reasonable day-to-day life without this massive inflation. Listen. So again, buy it when you can get it and sell it when you have to. That's it. I mean, that, that's really simply put. You know, before we had this computer chip shortage for pretty much like 13 years, people didn't buy new cars. I mean, new cars. No one paid unless you had bad credit, right? If you had good credit, you either bought it at 0% or 1%, you know, something like that. It was so ridiculously low. And, of course, then they had the computer chip problem. Now the rates are up. And now, like you said, hey, I don't buy a car every year, every other year. I mean, I, I haven't bought a car in five years. I haven't bought a car in eight years. I haven't bought a car in ten years. And a lot of these people think, hey, I'm going to trade this car in. Right? I'm going to get my money for that. I'm going to get the new car. And I'm going to have a payment that's less than $500. And then they're like, What? Because the payment's a thousand. Yeah, well, you know, the new vehicle's eighty-five. I'm giving you twenty-five, but you know, you got to pay eight percent. But wait a minute, I've got an eight hundred credit score. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the eight hundred. Thank you. Good thing. Because if it was six hundred, you'd probably have to pay ten percent. And Joe, there's always the little trap you fall into. Well, I bought, uh, like me, it would be I bought a Toyota Corolla. I'll be driving this thing for ten years or even fifteen years. Yeah, but then there's that thing that happens to a great percentage of people, the car accident, right? The the insurance company totals your car out. Here, you know, you don't owe anything, but now now you have to get the next car. You get, let's say you have, I don't know, 5000 or 10000 equity in that car. You have to go buy another car, and now you get the new loan, Joe. So car accidents and do it, happen, right? And it, and it's a shocker. I, it really is. This isn't, hey, hey, I was expecting a four or $500 payment, and it was six. That's not what we're talking about. This thing will be double what you were expecting, and I think that's kind of the big problem. Uh, we're coming. We're, what do we got here? Oh, we got, got a two few minutes. minutes. So, uh, Reuters, uh, excuse me, Zero Hedge is reporting. 
We know that the other day China said, hey, we're going to go, President Xi Jinping's heading to Russia. Uh, we've had, you know, the whole balloon, balloon gate, right? All that stuff, right? You know, uh, we'll, we'll spend half a million dollars to shoot down a $12 balloon and all that other nonsense. Things are getting weird here. They said that, uh, despite the latest among Washington's repeat warnings to Beijing against strategic or military cooperation with Moscow, China is now pledging, and I quote, man, I, this, I hope this is not true, join forces with like-minded partner Russia to defend the national interest. The statement came by uh, the first day of the director of the Office of Foreign Affairs Commission of the Communist Party of China's Central Committee, Wei Yi on his trip to Moscow, and they got a picture of him and, and Putin shaking hands, the People's Republic of China is ready to join forces with Russia to decisively stand up for national interest and promote mutual beneficial cooperation in all areas. So pretty broad. But it really hints at, right, don't, you know, it didn't say in, in economic areas. It didn't just say in, in, in energy areas. All areas kind of leaves it open to, is China getting ready to possibly start supplying Russia with weapons? I don't know, Joe, but why do I get the feeling part of this is, is, uh, uh, Economically, we're, you know, America is the big consumer nation. We're a big consumer nation. China's big. They just have more people, but we're not buying as much. People aren't buying as much stuff. I don't know how much, how full they're trying to keep their warehouses right now, Joe, but, but it feels to me like China's like, well, we better do something because Americans are having trouble buying stuff and maybe this is going to be a permanent situation. How many years before Americans start buying again, right? We'll have to wait and see. Let's wait. Let's hope. Cooler heads prevail. And then again, though, is Credit Suisse the tipping point and we need World War III? I don't know. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot News Hour. And uh, the markets are pretty flat here, uh, all markets. Uh, gold, silver, uh, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P, uh, the 10-year note got all the way to 395 yesterday. Uh, right now at 392. Uh, not a Obviously, that just means anything you got to get a loan for now cost more uh, today than it did the day before. Uh, we're hearing talk now that China is deepening uh, its ties to Russia. Why do I have a feeling, hey, if you're going to send Joe Biden into the war zone, which was there is no point to do that, uh, you know, I guess a photo op, uh, I guess this is probably what we should have expected. You know, you know, Joe. If it wasn't for the consumerism of the United States, China would have no interest in us. <laughs> it's right. the same thing right. with right. Saudi Arabia, right? I, I wonder if China really sees. Well, they're not going to be worth as much as they used to be. So it's time to time to get some like-minded guys to ally with. And that that would be Russia, right? Right. Uh, absolutely, Russia, the Middle East, right? Uh, the, these are definitely places to look at. How about this? Uh, the IRS. I know. Don't hate those words. Just. Just saying those three letters just makes my hair stand up. Uh, they're saying that tax refunds 
are down 30% so far. Now, it's early, but usually uh, what, what happens is the people that are getting money back, they file right away. So the, the, according to uh, the numbers, the vast majority of the refunds uh, get paid out before uh, the end. I want to get this number right here. I want to say before the end of, of April. So here we are almost at the end of February. Uh, refunds are down 30%. And, Jason, a lot of it is, and some of these people, again, during COVID, we are throw, not only were we throwing money at people, we, they threw a ton of tax breaks at people. Those tax breaks have expired, like the child tax credit and a bunch of others. And, and people all of a sudden, Jason, didn't get as much money as they were thinking. Yeah, yeah, taxes, taxes, uh, taxes are one of those things, man. I mean, the, the IRS to me is just, a, it's a loan, loan shark collection agency. That's, that's the only, you know, the, the loan shark. With incredible family. power, by the way, yeah. Incredible power. Well, I mean, if you deal with a loan shark and the collector, that's that's Rocky Balboa. He comes up and at the docks and breaks your break thumb. Your you thumbs. Why don't you break his thumbs, Rock? <laughs> it's exactly. I mean, that's exactly what our system is. We have a loan shark. Uh, we uh, our our Congress voted them the powers that they have today, and uh, the IRS was put into place the same exact year to collect. And and so, man, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, LSC, loan shark collector. <laughs> Instead of LSD, right? We have the LSC, the loan shark collectors, and, and they're gonna have eighty-seven thousand more of these guys in the next few years. It's 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 a it's abysmal, and then people better be ready because because uh, how how is your state and local governments gonna pay for all this inflation? The only thing that these governing bodies can think of is well, if we bring in more revenue, and that just means taxing everybody more, Joe. That's that's always gonna be, especially in blue states, that's gonna be the one thing that they just go for. They want to just tax, tax, tax to to be able to pay their bills. Well, I'm going to say this, that uh, now all of a sudden, and this is you got to pay attention here. Some guy, uh, he's the uh, policy professor at Harvard, some high-level economist. His name's Jason Furman. And, of course, you know the Fed. They love their Ivy Leagues, right? They're all they're, – that's where they all come from, right? They're all the, you know, super smart people, really textbooky smart people and he's starting to talk about listen let's just talk reality for a minute we want inflation to come down right we all do right everyone i think everybody could agree on that right we all want it to come down as i said i said it earlier this week i'll say it again next week and the week after that and the week after that this is a simple problem inflation's going to come down when people get fired Period. Period. And until that happens, it's not coming down. It's just that simple. Well, guess what? I, I Maybe I should have went to Harvard. Because according to this guy, what I'm saying is exactly right. And he says, listen, the Federal Reserve can't stomach that. They would have to cause... People to be fired, they'd have to cause a major, a significant recession, and they can't handle it. So guess what, Jason? Again, we're going to start learning the playbook. We, we, they got to bring it up slowly, start talking about it, right? Get guys like Jim Cramer and, and get guys like Mark Cuban and, and all these other talking heads that they put out on the idiot box on TV to start talking about it. 
He's already saying, hey, we need to raise the, the inflation target. And he gave a number. Not 3%, because that'd be too dramatic, Jason. That'd be, you know, that's a, that's a 50% increase. They go from 2 to 3%, 2.8%. That's what the Fed should do. That way, uh, hey, you know, if we, if we can get it below uh, 4, our target's 2.8, it won't look that bad. Yeah, inflation should be zero. That's one thing we got to stress more, Joe. If you, if you know why you need to own gold, you should also understand that inflation should always and should always and forever be zero. There should be no inflation. If, it, if, it's, if your country is being run right, which no countries are being run right uh, in, in the modern age, your inflation should be zero. And, and, and when you hear Ivy League school, everyone immediately thinks a bunch of intelligent people. Those people aren't intelligent. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That's why all those rich people send their kids there. It's about making contacts. You know, well, so, so me, you can me, get, get, yeah. get a higher place in society. So these, right, these kids aren't any right. smarter than your state school, Joe. Right. You know, why, why do you send your kid to the rich school? So he can get some contacts, right? They can know some rich right. people. They'll know his name, right? Uh, of course. Yep. You know, yep. and think hey. about this, though. I want I want to point this out to people. So he's talking. He said 2 he, But really, in his twit, in all of his Twitter stuff, 3%, 3%, 3%. He went on to say how many people would have to get fired for inflation to start coming down. Unfortunately, it's not the one to two million that Jay Powell seemed to think it was. I'll tell you what that number is when we return. $20 gold right now, 2050 at 800-951-0592. Jason and I are going to wrap it up here in a minute. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason wrapping it up here on this Wednesday. And uh, we're, we're reading from the Harvard economist, uh, Jason Furman. And, of course, we, when, when Harvard, so you know he's a Democrat and, and probably an uber-Democrat. Uh, so you don't get uh, the reality. So here's what he says. Hey, if the Fed does not raise the inflation target, and here's what's interesting. The longer this goes on, he's got charts. This is a big report. He, you know, he put some time into it. he got charts and graphs. By the end of it, Jason, he's talking about, well, maybe it, it may have to be as high as 4%. We, didn't, we may need to double the inflation target. Could you imagine basically this guy saying, hey, every 10 years your money should be worth 30 to 40% less. How, how wonderful will that be? Uh, but, but here's what he had to say. If the Fed does not raise the inflation target and follows through and says, nope, we want to get to 2%, the unemployment rate would have to be at least Six and a half percent. He goes, that is the best case scenario, which would mean about 11 million people, uh, would be out of work, Jason. That's, that's, that's a big, big difference between one or two million, uh, versus 11 million. And the problem is once 11 million people lost their jobs, there's a good chance another 11 million may lose them right behind it. Yeah, yeah, 4%. I mean, uh, we keep talking about a, a monetary reset. The higher inflation is going to happen until it's reset. I don't know, you know, I don't think anyone really knows for sure. I even the guys putting the, the new economic model in place know exactly what's going to happen, which is exactly why all the gold buying is happening, Joe, by the central banks and the countries. But, but, uh, yeah, it's I think 4% inflation, no it's got to be there even higher. I, I think we're going to see this as a permanent fixture uh, right now until, 
until whatever shenanigans goes into the uh, the great reset in digital currency. Yeah, until we get to the reset. And, and listen, I hate to say it, but he's not wrong. Listen, we either just got to agree that we've printed too much money and we got to have much higher inflation and let's just get it over with by raising the inflation target. I mean, think about this. If they raised it to 4%, right now we're at 6.5, at least what they admit to. But then they've got the core. It's 5-something. Now they invented super core, right? I think the super core is already in the high fours. You can almost say, hey, look it. We're almost there, a couple more quarter of a point, uh, and, and we can say victory as long as we say the inflation target's 4%, Jason. Yep, yep, and uh, you know how this works, Joe, as, as the data comes in and, the, and, and the, the market starts to flow, they can move that needle down or up as much as, as needed. It's like, well, if it has to be five, it has to be five, right, Joe? You know, right. Just, it is what it is. Isn't that the, what they say? The, in second the, they, the second they put that out there, I was out there telling, listen, it won't last. Now, did I think it would end so quickly? I didn't. I mean, I thought you could get at least 20 or 30 years out of 2%. Uh, apparently not, right? This was invented. It was a made-up number. I've told you this a million times. This this 2% number, there was no economics behind it. They just made it up because they wanted to give the illusion that somehow they controlled this stuff. And, Jason, this just tells you they absolutely don't. Because here's the reality. We, we've built this thing up on a bubble, and this guy from Harvard essentially just said, well, listen, if, if we really want to deflate the bubble back to 2%, right, we're going to crash everything. So let's just, the heck with it, let's not go back to 2%, let's just make it 4%, right, to your point. Why not 5, 6, right, and then it'll be great. Gold will love it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.